The Holy Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, o Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I've never started a sermon out by saying, while well, I was training for a marathon. <laughs> I don't ever see myself starting out a sermon in that way. So, today is the day of Pentecost. It is on that day that the wind, the breath of God, blew into all of those who were gathered in that place. It is on this day that the whole Christian church came to life. And so we gather every year on the day of Pentecost to celebrate this festival day, remembering the power and presence of the resurrected, the risen Christ in our midst. Now, I want you to close your eyes for just a moment and listen again how the events of that first Pentecost day unfolded. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. I often wonder what it would have been like to have witnessed the events of that day. I imagine window shutters and doors slamming open and shut, I imagine that there is all of this activity happening, that people's personal belongings are being strewn about and scattered everywhere. And of course, in that moment then, people go rushing to see what has happened, similar to what we do after a really good storm. Did you see it? Did you see the wind? Where did it come from? Where did it go? they might ask, have you seen the wind? 19th century writer and poet, Christina Rossetti, who wrote, wrote the words to one of my favorite 
Christmas hymns in the bleak midwinter. It's a fascinating backstory to, to that hymn as well. But this is what Christina Rossetti wrote. Who has seen the wind? Neither you nor I. But when the trees bow down their heads, the wind is passing by. Isn't that a beautiful image? The wind is passing by. Wind is powerful, right? Wind is mysterious. And to each and every one of us, wind is invisible. Now think about it. Trisha just referenced this moments ago. None of us have ever seen the wind. What we see, rather, are the effects of it. Sailing on one of our 10,000 lakes is a lot more fun when there is wind as is there flying a kite. There tends to be fewer mosquitoes that are hovering about when there's a breeze. And those hot summer days are a lot more tolerable when we have a nice gentle breeze blowing in our midst. Again, the effects of the wind. That same invisible wind in the dead of winter can chill us to the very bone and make driving conditions virtually intolerable. Wind frustrates baseball pitchers when the wind is blowing out and they can't keep the ball down. And wind is welcomed when you're out fishing to some degree, a beautiful walleye chop, but too much wind will send you to the edge of the boat and you will start chumming. And I know there are some of you here who have experienced that, and I have witnessed it myself. <laughs> we also know that wind can rear its mighty head, and the wind can take a small spark and make it into a raging inferno, destroying everything in its path and reducing it to ashes. As of two days ago, there are over 300 wildfires that are burning in our country. We also know that wind can lift structures off their foundation. They can flatten garages and snap a grain silo in half like a toothpick. Wind can uproot these century-old trees and just pluck crops from the earth with little to no effort. And as we saw just a few days ago, Wind can flatten a town like Faredo, Minnesota. So let me ask you again. Have you seen the wind? The wind that is powerful? The wind that is mysterious? The wind that is invisible? Yes. I have. And I'm quite certain you have too. For the wind that came down on that first Pentecost day long ago was that of the Holy Spirit. And that wind that came down from above breathes life and the spirit of service and the spirit of love in and through us each and every day. Frederick Beekner said it this way, Thus, spirit equals breath, equals life. The aliveness and power of your life. 
And to speak of your spirit or soul is to speak of the power of your life that is in you. When your spirit is unusually strong, the life in you unusually alive, you can breathe it out into the other lives, becoming literally inspiring. For those of you who are graduating or just recently graduated, whether high school or college, and quite frankly, for each and every one of us, it is so important to remember that part of our Christian identity is that we are a Spirit-filled people. And though the Spirit may be, in, may be mysterious, may be invisible, the effects of it are seen with great clarity in everything we do and say. It is seen with great clarity in all the things that we do in and through our lives and our living, through acts of love, patience, kindness, joy, peace, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit, and these are the signs of the Spirit blowing in and through you out into the world. Now remember, you don't go at this alone. Two weeks ago, we heard the reading from John that we heard parts of today, that God has sent us an advocate, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, to come along beside us. We don't do this by ourselves, that Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, comes alongside of us to give us support and encouragement and strength along the way. And what's important here as well in our reading from John is that when Jesus addressed the disciples and he said, you, he was not singling out any one disciple. The language of you was not a singular pronoun. It was a plural. It was the collective gathering of all people. You all. We do this together. The Spirit is given to each and every one of us individually, yes, but also as a community, as a whole. So together, we can proclaim the love of God in Christ Jesus to all people. So we can reach out, proclaim, inspire. Though none of us have seen the Holy Spirit, through our actions every single day, those around us can feel it and see its effects. So on this day, may those around you witness and feel the effects of the Spirit in you. May you seek to breathe love, patience, kindness, joy, peace, gentleness, and self-control out into the world every day. Remember, Spirit equals breath, equals life.
So go and breathe your spirit-filled life out into the lives of others. Because when you do, you will become literally inspiring. And that is the wind that everyone needs to see and feel. Let it be so. Amen.